What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows? A podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. What up, everybody? Hey, how's it going? I hope everybody is having a fantastic start to their week. Um, We are here with another episode, and we're getting close to the end, friends. This is... uh, this is our last interview episode, I believe. Uh, I should know. This is like the show that I do. But yeah, so we're getting close to the end. I'm so excited. Uh, season two has been awesome. And thank you to everyone who has been a part of it. So uh, we have a few announcements for this week. Uh, my favorite announcement, if you're sad that the season is about to end, you're like, what am I going to do until season three? We got you. It's called the Patreon. You can become a patron uh, of who knows for as low as $1. And we got a lot of awesome stuff going on over there. So if you want to support the podcast and you want more content and you want to, you know, be super cooler than you already are, uh, join the Patreon. We would love to have you. On a similar note, uh, we are also uh, in the market for some small business partners. So if you would like to work with us, if you're a small business, if you're, you know, a not a small business, if you're a tiny baby business, uh, whatever it is, uh, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to work with you. Be part of the Who Knows fam. Send us an email at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com and let's let's do it. Let's collab, y'all. Let's uh, hang out. And the last announcement is I would like to thank all of you for doing our love challenge that I posted on the Instagram. Uh, this is something that I wanted to do for a while and I was like, let's do it for Valentine's day and, you know, show love to the most important thing that you need to love, which is yourself. So it was awesome to see all your photos and all the, you know, stuff that you guys were posting. So thank you so much for doing that. And if you like that, let us know. We'll do more stuff like that in the future because it was super fun. I loved it. I loved, uh, posting pictures of the pets that we love because I love looking at photos of pets. (laughs) That's like the best thing ever. So we have some review shout outs today, which if you did not know, that means you're not, you're skipping this whole part of the podcast before and you just like move on to the interview, which kind of rude, but also like, I kind of get it. But also if you are listening to this, uh, the best way to support us aside from, you know, Patreon and just general love is, uh, reviewing us on Apple podcasts. And if you write us a review, you will get a shout out on the show. And this week's shout out goes to Marissa Blossom. Thank you so much, Marissa Blossom, for your review. And another way that you can also get a shout out is becoming a patron. So if you love a shout out and you want to be like, mom, look at me, I'm on a podcast or say my name, leave us a review, become a patron, support the pod, and you'll be cool. You'll be cool anyway, but you should like, this is something that you are going to be like, this is way cool. Are you a brand? Do you have a thing that you make or sell? Do you want tons of people with very good taste to hear about your product? Who Knows is here to help. We are a podcast with listeners who want to hear about you. And we have ad spots just like this one with your name on it. So contact us at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com to advertise your brand on the coolest podcast around. We're going to talk about all the things. So we have a segment on this show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things that I might be super into right now. The reason I'm laughing is because one of them is something I'm super into right now, and it's a little weird. Um, exciting things that have happened, like events or accomplishments, and sometimes stuff that's a little hard to talk about right now. So here are the things this week. Listen, guys, I love eggs. <laughs> I know this is such a weird thing to say, but like I don't know. I've just been eating eggs for lunch 
for like the past like month. So I love hard boiled eggs. It's like what I have for lunch, which is like such an old lady snack or like, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm weird. I just really, really like eggs. So, but I've been having eggs for lunch, hard boiled eggs. But I also, who doesn't love egg on a salad and on a burger or on a sandwich? Like, have you ever had a breakfast quesadilla? Like breakfast tacos? Come on. It's like the best thing ever. So like, I don't know, maybe you're vegan and you don't eat eggs. Totally cool. But if you are, you know, an egg eater and you haven't tried eggs on, on something and you, you know, like are looking for something new in your life that's like actually an old friend, try eggs because I really love them. So yeah, they're great. And so the, so the next thing is like kind of more normal. Uh, there's a new episode of Call Your Girlfriend. If you haven't listened to Call Your Girlfriend, that's a really awesome podcast for long distance besties everywhere. That's their tagline. And it's super awesome, really insightful. Um, and one of the episodes uh, that just came out recently is called Instagram Anxiety. And they talk about FOMO, which is fear of missing out if you don't know what that is either. And if you definitely, if, I didn't know what the heck this was. Apparently there was this thing called Firefest. Like I've, some people are probably like, wow, does she live under a rock? But also like I don't know maybe I do because there were literally two documentaries made about it so apparently it was a big deal um but if you haven't heard about it Firefest was this thing that this guy created and it was like supposed to be like this luxury music festival and he got like all these insane uh influencers Instagram influencers and models and like Kendall Jenner to like promote it and like it was supposed to be this big thing and like people paid like so much money to go and he only gave like the people creating it like six months to make it happen. Um, which like by this totally made me think of Tanacon, but like way more malicious. Tana's just an idiot. This guy, I mean, also an idiot, but really kind of if you watch the documentary, he's just actually like a m- very malicious like not all their person when it comes to making good decisions. So yeah, but they talked about the Firefest documentary, which is just like this crazy thing. But the reason that it like ties into the Instagram thing, I guess, is because everybody was, it was like marketed by like all these like super influential people, which is so interesting to think about nowadays because like people marketing themselves as their business and like that whole thing is just like, I don't know, it's really something to think about. And it's so interesting that it what didn't even exist like 10 years ago. And they talk about how a lot of Instagram anxiety comes from fear of missing out, which I can say that I have fallen victim to a lot. Uh, being that I go to school in Winston-Salem and I live in Greensboro, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Winston that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm seeing people hanging out. I'm just like, I'm here at home. Like, why, why don't I go and like do stuff? And like, why aren't I, you know, more social? I'm like, I kind of beat myself up about it because the reality is like, I like being at home and I like, you know, hanging out here and working on the show and doing whatever it is I'm doing at home. But there's like a huge part of me that talks very angry, like talks very mean to myself. And it's like, you're going to miss, you're going to miss everything. Nobody's going to like you. You're not going to be a part of the group. And I had like a really hard time being a part of the group, I guess, in my first year of grad school. And so there's just like some residual anxiety from that experience. And I kind of beat myself up a lot still being like, you need to do stuff. You need to be there. And I also do something that is really terrible where I actually, there's a lot of times where I've force myself to go out when I really, really am not up to it emotionally. And like, sometimes I'm like crying and I'm like right before I go out, but I'm forcing myself to go out because I actually legitimately feel like if I don't go out and like be with these people or do whatever it is that I'm going to do, that I, that my life is going to be somehow less important or like, I don't know, people aren't going to like me. Some just crazy stuff that I think. And it's kind of scary that, that people go through that via Instagram and via social media as well, where they're like thinking that their life is less important because they're not doing all these glamorous, exciting things that people are doing on social media. And I don't know, it's just a lot to think about and something that I've kind of been thinking about a lot over the past couple of years. Thoughts on that? Send me a message. 
I want to talk about it. It's just all something that I'm like ruminating on. And I'd like to thank Call Your Girlfriend for again bringing something amazing to my attention that I am going to start thinking about a lot more. And this Firefest thing that I literally had no idea about, but is very interesting. Um, and I'll link the episode in the show notes. And um, yeah, you can find the fire, the two Firefest documentaries on Hulu and on Netflix. I forget what they're called. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Check it out. So those are the things this week. So this week I hung out with Olivia and Liv, two of my really awesome friends. Uh, we met, they're my very first friends in Greensboro, actually. Um, Olivia and I worked at Triad Stage together, and then I met Liv because they were engaged, and now they're married, and they're, that's the first wedding I have, the first and only wedding I've ever been to. It was amazing. Um, and so, yeah, they're, we've kind of been like a little family, me and them, and Kyle. Uh, and one of our favorite things is that like, we're the like cat care network where like they take care of Claude and then we go over to their house and take care of Jebby and something. Yes. They have a cat named something. Um, they, we, they, they always say we had to name him something. So a little bit more about them. Liv is a dancer. Uh, she got her MA at UNCG and she's teaching all over the place now. She does some stuff at Dance Project, which is a local place in Greensboro, and she teaches at a couple of schools in the area, and she's super awesome, and they're both super awesome. Um, but yeah, so she does that, and then Olivia, I'm really sad about this. It's so hard to talk about. She actually uh, made a big move, literally, uh, and she's living in Austin, Texas now, and Liv is going to join her soon, and so we're kind of going to lose our a little part of our family to Texas, but we're super excited for them because they moved there because uh, there's some good opportunities for Olivia because she is uh, pursuing her career in music, and it's going to be an awesome, you know, new experience for them, and I'm super excited for them, but we are kind of sad that they're leaving, uh, but I'm excited that I got to do this episode with them before they left, um, and we talked about their marriage uh, and their relationship thus far. Um, they've been married for about two years now, and they just have a really cool story. They met in college, and they've just had, like, you know, a lot of experiences together that I think are really awesome and I wanted to share with all of you. So here's the episode. Here is Olivia and Liv and I talking about marriage, which by the way, I didn't even mention the fact that how are two women named Olivia gay married together? And they're also like almost the same height, which I just think is like a phenomenon. Anyway, here's the episode. It's amazing. So, how long have you guys been together overall? Because like you've been because you've been married two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you? So when's the when's like the official like we've been together this long? Um, well, this New Year's we've been together five years. Okay. Because our first, well, it's our unofficial date, but the first like <laughs> come together was. New Year's Eve 2013 into 2014. Okay. Because you and you, every time I talk about your like relationship path, you always tell me about how you guys knew like very early that you wanted to get married, which Let's to me, in. when mm -hmm. I first met you guys and you realized, we're like, yeah, we've been together this long and we're engaged, I was like, whoa, weird. Like, just <laughs> to me, that's always like, I don't know, I guess maybe just because I have older sisters that have, like, done weird stuff in their life, my mom has always, like, projected all this, like, all these rules onto me about, like, how, like, how your life should go, and I think now I would, I would, I, now if I would have met you guys and you would be like, oh, and you would have told me what you told me when we first met, I would probably not feel the same way, mm -hmm. but when I first met you, I was like, they, like, don't even know each other, like, and they're getting married, but, like, how did that, like, start for you guys, and, like, how, can you tell me about that a little bit? We almost had to talk ourselves in it, too, in the beginning, like, we both were, like, how can we feel like this way, this fast, this hard, you know, and it really kind of snuck up on us and surprised us even. Well, yeah, and it felt like so easy 
too. And like you said, it's like, well, you don't even know each other yet. But I had this sense when we started to get to know each other that I already knew you. And it was just that easy. I didn't really need to think about it more. And you guys went to college together, right? Mm -hmm. Did you guys have classes together? How did you meet? <laughs> you want to tell them? <laughs> I mean, I love telling the story about Go for it. <laughs> it's like practice now. Um, we knew each other for almost a whole year before we ever started dating. Um, we met in early, actually, yeah, it was early 2013. I was a theater major and my lighting design teacher um, every spring all the lighting students would light a dance piece for all of the dance minor students who were choreographing a piece. And so it was a way that the two departments can come together. And so I was assigned Olivia Meeks because my teacher thought it'd be funny if like Olivia, I gave you Olivia cause you're Olivia. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not know that part. And I absolutely <laughs> love it because we exclusively call you the Olivia's. Like, it's just easier to say than Olivia. And Olivia. It's like the Olivia's. It works. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. And so my lighting professor, Beate Chugala, thought it'd be so funny. Or it was just like not even a really like thought thought. Like she's going through the class saying, okay, you get you get this, this, and Olivia, you get Olivia. Because I, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we met over email. I emailed her to get started with the whole process. And then we started, um, meeting up. I would go to some of her dance rehearsals, which were at like eight o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Yeah, that and, was awful. <laughs> but that's when you get rehearsal space. That's when you get rehearsal space. Um, just collaborating to do the light design for her dance piece. And that's how we met. And um, I knew pretty early on that this person was pretty special. Like I started to get a crush, but at the time I didn't know her sexual preferences. So I just assumed <laughs> she was straight because everything in my life so far just taught, you know, straight until proven not. <laughs> um, and I think it wasn't until dress rehearsal before the dances that I even found out that she was gay from my then roommate because my future roommate was like, hey, she's hot. What's her deal? And I'm like, she probably has a boyfriend because she's hot. <laughs> um, and then we go home and then my then roommate told me like, no, that Olivia, she's gay. That's how we met. Like I was trying to tell, like, you know, I just didn't put two and two together. <laughs> so once I actually found out that she was gay, I was all bets are off, totally crushed. She was seeing someone at the time, and so I was just awkward for the next couple months around her. And then I was like, I just should just stay away from her because she's <laughs> she's gay and taken, and I'm awkward and gay. Um, and then I don't know. And then later into the year, it just she started reaching out to me more, and I was like, Oh, cool. Well, yeah, she wants to be friends because she's a nice person. Oh wow, we're texting, and she like seems to really like me. As a friend, that's pretty cool. I'm glad to have another friend. <laughs> I was flirting so hard, <laughs> and she just would not get it. But I knew she liked me, so I was like, why is she acting so aloof? Like, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> so I was trying to protect myself, and then literally it was like, I was starting to get the feeling, but I wanted to make 100% sure. So um, we were getting close to New Year's, and um, I was like, well, what are your plans? No. I know, oh. I <laughs> I said first, do you have a date for New Year's? And he said, no, are you going out with, you know, my ex? And I said, no, we broke up months ago. <laughs> and then I was like. So did you have no uh, idea that they had broken up? No, I didn't. Because Why am I not surprised? <laughs> well, they, they didn't. Like, there was nothing on. Well, Liv at the time was not like out, out. So. There was nothing on Facebook I could follow. There's no relationship status. I wasn't friends with her then ex or anybody who was friends with her. So I was not in her circle. The only reason we even met or knew each other, our circles did never even ran across. It was just from me lighting design her dance. Okay. Because I guess, I don't know, because I, my college didn't have a dance program. I'm saying that because I'm like trying to think, but we definitely didn't because all of the dancers were in musical theater and so like did were you in the theater program and then you were in the dance program and, and those two things like didn't really collide that often well they did kind of, kind of. like it was it's called the theater and dance 
program. Oh, okay, like it is okay, theater okay. and okay. dance, okay. but dance is only a minor. Yeah, it's oh, not a major. Oh, major. Okay, so what was your major? English. Oh, right, I knew that. Yeah, so it would like the dancers and theater majors would run across each other when it came to like if a musical that had dancers, but there was there was no musical theater at ours really. So like you guys being the Chocolate River and the Chocolate Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know Wait. that. What? I wore a poop-colored unitard. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And me wait. and, like, seven so girls like, were the was river. Was it like this? Like... Yes, it was exactly oh like that. Like, God. waving and swaying and... Oh, my gosh. And this and brown this, and yellow unitard. And did the cast, like, walk through you guys? hmm Oh, my God. <laughs> and we, like, lifted up whoever gets taken by the river, whatever oh, character. Oh, Augustus Luke. Yeah, we, like, lifted them up and just... <laughs> and then, like, waded down the aisle God, as that. our exit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I I really can't wish we either. had that on video. Also, it's really I was bad. Say, I love the fact that I was able to picture that moment without you having really been did. there, just because like, like it's I just vivid. imagine that director being like, "What if the dance? What if the river was, you know, people?" people. <laughs> you really almost sounded like her. I had to be Who like, did direct that." Okay, so Is that Amy. <laughs> oh yeah. Amy. Oh my gosh! Why? Oh, Why do we do oh things my God. like okay, that? Okay, so what if the river? Is people. Oh my gosh. Oh, Natalie, we should do that. What, Natalie, what do you think? <laughs> so yeah. Oh um, my gosh. But that actually was the, yeah, it's the, one of the first times I saw her on stage after we officially started dating. That was like February. It was a big poop. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah what it was a shining like, moment. I want to marry that woman. <laughs> yeah, the poop to the left, that one. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it was, it was a year oh of me gosh. pining over Liv and then her finally getting with the program and us getting together. But on New Year's is when I said, like, oh, if you don't have a date, maybe we can meet up. I know. And I asked, like, what she's doing with her ex at the time. And she's like, oh, we broke up. And I was like, so do you have a date then? And <laughs> you're like, well, unless I run into you, no, I won't. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was so God. bold. I, know. I think I was really tired of you, like, I not reciprocating. when we were talking about <laughs> friends or texting about stupid God. stuff that you were flirting with me. She was me. so dense. I love, she but, was. <laughs> yeah, was. But it's because I had liked her for so long as well. Oh, no, not so long. From, like, March all the way, like, through June or July of 2013, I was just like, my friends are like, shut up, stop talking about her. It's, it's just not going to happen, or this or that. Like, get over it. Oh, man. Or every time so supportive. I'd, well, because by that point, because I wasn't doing anything about it, but she was with someone. I'm not like that. I'm sure, not going to, like, yeah, get yeah. in there. and. Yeah. It's probably better that way. Yeah. I did like her enough to want to do that. Yeah. But um, I did not. And then I asked her out to lunch one day. Oh, when, I like we story. Oh, we had just finished... Um, we just finished sophomore year and it was summertime. I was taking a summer class and um, I asked her out to lunch because what else was there to do in small little Milledgeville? I say that like as a person, okay, live being in a relationship and some other lesbian asked her out to lunch. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. Like I'd be like, I'm with someone. I do not want this person to think. What I'm trying to say is all of her actions were totally justified. It was me being over here. <laughs> it was one action. <laughs> My innocent brain, who'd never been in a relationship, was all like, oh, just ask her out to lunch. That's normal. And she ends up bringing a friend. And I totally felt awkward because I kind of, like, was picking up between the lines of what happened. And I was like, oh, yikes. And I didn't know if it was a date or not. I didn't want to accidentally cheat not knowing. So I said, My friend's in town. Can she come to lunch, too? And it was really awkward. It was an awkward lunch. <laughs> it was, and then I left. I had a BLT, I remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a... Oh. I know I had a gift card. That's how college student I was. I was like, we got to go to this restaurant because I have a gift card for a free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I like was like, nope, you got to turn around, never look back, don't even think about her, look at her, or whatever. Even though every time we'd pass on campus, I'd be like, oh, hi, Liv, Hi. Yeah, we would say hi to each other. And And then my friends, like, immediately when that happened, they'd be like, who I was walking with, they'd just be like, get over it. Oh, my gosh. And so you mentioned something that I want to talk about. You mentioned that part of the reason why you didn't know that she had broken up with her ex is because it wasn't on Facebook because Mm -hmm. you weren't out yet. Mm -hmm. So 
you were loud and proud all through college. 18 and up, yeah. And when did you come out, Liv? Uh, shortly after we started dating, towards the end of my sophomore year of college is when I uh, came out to my family. Okay. Um, but I was out, like, in college to my friends. It just wasn't, like, on social media or broadcasted anywhere. Okay. What was behind your choice to wait um, to come out to your family? Uh, it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I and I knew it wouldn't, and I delayed it. Um, it was really hard. It was um, a really dark time in my life. It was probably the darkest time. I think that was one of the things that made our, like for me, I knew at the beginning our relationship was going to be okay because it started hard. You know, it yeah. was when I was coming out to my family I was really depressed and going to counseling and trying to navigate through that while also being in a new relationship, which was a lot, but she was also an amazing support. And I thought, well, if we can get through this and this is how she's going to be, then this is what I want for the rest of my life. What was so dark about that time for you? Were you dating another? You were dating another woman before her, mm-hmm. and but so my you, parents didn't know. But so you, so you knew. How long had you known before that time that you were gay? Uh, 16, 17. And so you had been living in the closet during that period of time. And then Mm -hmm. did things get dark when you had told your parents about it and that didn't go well? Yeah. And so the counseling was more to deal with not not my parents' reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were clearly fine with your homosexuality and living in that but the tough like it was it it was just the tough like pill to swallow I was of fine with it in some realms in some ways I wasn't because I was raised very protestant Christ, christian and told that this was a sin and while god may love me it's still not right and all all of this jargon around it that just didn't add up so in the back of my head it was like well is this wrong like i, I still wasn't okay with it Um, so counseling helped in that way of accepting who I was because even though I was dating women, it's still, it it wasn't easy to try and rationalize it in the way that I thought I needed to. But yeah, coming out to my parents was hard because they, it, it made the, our relationship so tense. Anytime I saw them, we would be fine for like an hour. And then at the end of our visit, they would pull out a book or send a website and say, this is what you need to read and this will help you. And I think they thought when I came out to them that I was trying to get help when I just wanted to let them into that part of my life. Yeah. And they thought it was up for debate. They tried to debate it and fight it for probably two years at least. Wow. Like through college. I mean, t- until I moved away, until I moved out of the state, it seemed like it was always up for an argument. And how are things now? Now that you're married? Oh, it's night and day. Okay. It's amazing now. And um, when did that shift happen? After we got married. Yeah. At first, my mom said when I told her that we were engaged that she would help plan and um, that they would pay for the wedding and be Knowing supportive. Knowing that you were engaged to yeah. Olivia. <laughs> I th- and I think in their hearts they they wanted to do that, but then when it came down to doing it, it was too hard for them. You know, my mom stopped responding to my texts with pictures of cakes and flowers, and eventually I had to call her, and she was like, yeah, it's too much. And I said, fine, then we'll do it without you. Which was really hard because, you know, my oldest sister had a wedding before and they paid for it and my dad walked her down the aisle with no issue and I asked my dad if he would walk me down the aisle and he said he had to think about it um which really hurt um and it felt really conditional or really it was not this unconditional love that mothers talk about you know that you hear it felt like that there are conditions and clauses on our relationship so that was uh really hard, but I'm so glad we did the wedding anyway, and I'm glad we did it as young as we were um, because it's shifted everything. I mean, they treat her like they treat me and my sisters now, and whenever we're around, it feels easy. Um, And I don't know if it was 
like they needed to see us at the wedding happy and normal and like normal people or it was now a legal thing and they thought, well, this is what we're living with. So this is, we're going to make the best of it. I, I don't know what it was, but it shifted. I think it's because they got to know me and how awesome I am. <laughs> that could be it too. Uh, so my next question is going to be, Olivia, with Liv going through all of this, what was your reaction to all of that? And, you know, how, how were you supportive to her and how did you feel? Did you have any guilt where you were like, gosh, I'm making this harder for her or you were, or anger towards her parents? Like what were your emotions during that time? Definitely anger at her parents. And I would even extend that to just family in general. There was a lot of that. And I'm really glad I didn't know them at that time or anything like that because I'm very impulsive and I will sometimes, especially with my words and my feelings. So I would have, we wouldn't have the great relationship today that we have if I knew them then. Cause I'd be like, what the fuck? You were literally ruining your own daughter's life. Yeah. Like to see the day today of it and just basically it was a lot of anger and a lot of feeling of like helplessness. Cause like, I was like, there's nothing I can do except just be here. Like, what can I say? There's nothing I could say. There's nothing I could do that was going to make it better. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was like, why don't I remember so much of that time? And, like, I literally feel like I blocked it, like, some of it, because it was just, it was just so sad, especially, like, not just, like, to see, like, yeah, a friend who's really sad, but to see the person that you had literally just fallen in love with, like, to to see them like fall into like this like pit and not be able to like reach them to pull them out was like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. So it was just like just trying to be there as much as I could. And half the time I might have just like not said anything at all because I didn't want to say something to make it worse. Yeah. You know, because like in me, I'd be like, well, fuck them. You know what? Like you don't need them or like this, yeah. that. And it's like that probably might be helpful to some people, but. I didn't feel like that was the message Liv needed. So I would like save that talk for like my friends and be like, fuck them. You know what? I don't, I don't need them in my life. I, I feel don't like care. there were some times where you and I would be like, cause I remember hearing about all of this and being right. You, yeah. You got, too. you were there to hear about like the wedding part of it for yeah, sure. Cause when you guys were in Greensboro, we had, they were paying for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, sh- was that, was that what happened? The shift happened while you were still here and when we knew yeah, each when other, Yeah, we were right? here, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You've known us for, I was about to say, like, we've almost known each other almost three years, but say so you've known us a majority of our relationship. Yeah, oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were coming up on five years. Well, you basically came in at the half point because, like, we had been together for, like, yeah. two and a half years by the summer of 2015. Um, there's just that little bit of time before in college, like, when she had actually come out to them. I feel like that was even worse than with the wedding because by that point, you know, I feel like Liv had thickened up and we knew we were getting married. So when that happened, like there was still that moment of sadness, moment of kind of even grieving. But then she just turned around and just picked herself up and was like, I don't need them. We're still getting married. She just like basically looked at me like, are you, are you still in? Cause like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And it was really awesome to see that because to seeing it the first time and, it taking a really long time for like Liv to come back, you know, and to, like to get to get to happy. So it was really awesome to see like with that second time around, like with the wedding, she just she just picked herself right back up. So Not immediately though. Uh, it was comparatively, hard. like you yeah. did, like you like bounced right back. I mean, and shit, we're just like, let's do it. I don't it. think that I would be able to deal with my mom not accepting the person I was with. Like that's a certain, that's a, to me, that's a certain bravery that, that some people don't have. Like, yeah, I don't think I could do that, honestly, because we're told our whole lives that like, you know, our fam, like fam, like people say like family is everything and like family is the most important thing. And like, I don't know, I just, my mom and I talk sometimes about how I don't know how I could not talk to her and like she didn't know like she doesn't she couldn't imagine not talking to her mom and I know there are plenty of of people out there who don't talk to their parents Mm -hmm. and like that's just something to me that 
I would have, that would be a serious loss for me if I wasn't able to, you know, have that kind of relationship with my mom and to not have that kind of relationship with your mom in general is heartbreaking, but to not have that kind of relationship with your mom or your family because they're not accepting of your choices in life of your sexuality and of who you want to marry. And like, if it's something that you're super, you know, you're super passionate about each other from, you know, almost the moment you met basically. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something that is super heartbreaking, but to see where you guys are, are at now is amazing. What's what I think is awesome too, that you said, Olivia, is that you, you know, you were just there for her and you were like, nothing I could really say was going to make it better. And that's kind of one of the things I do with Kyle now Mm -hmm. when he gets upset. One of the things that we've learned from our relationship is like, if he gets mad or if something is like upsetting him, I literally like say to him, because all I want to do is help. And so I say to him, I'm like, great, should I stop helping now? And he's like, yes, please. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, great, I'm going to leave you alone and go in the other room now. And like knowing what your partner needs is like super important. And especially in something so, such a prominent time in your life of dealing with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I I do hear about a lot of gay couples that like one has really accepting parents and the other doesn't. And that's just how, like, was that tough to like, you know, navigate just like her parents are like accepting and everything is fine over there meanwhile you're having to deal with like your parents just not having it is was there any sort of emotion tied I with think that? that made it easier and it, it encouraged me to come out to my parents because I saw how accepting hers were and I thought well maybe I can do this maybe I you know maybe they'll surprise me so I think in some ways it really did encourage me and I think it you know, if both sets of our parents hadn't been accepting, it would have been that much harder. So yeah. I'm I'm grateful that yours were more accepting. Yeah, I came out to them a little differently, though. I said, um, I'm gay. Take it or leave it. I don't need you in my life. So. <laughs> Yikes. It, yeah, I was not well, nice about it. I didn't want to have to do that with my parents. But I remember... When the wedding drama was happening, someone asked, like, well, if you had to decide between your parents and Olivia, who would you choose? And I said, Olivia. I mean, she is my family. Whether I'm married or not yet, she's my family. So that was always the mindset, but I never wanted to have to do that. Yeah. And And we didn't in the end. Yeah, and Liv has an amazing relationship with her family that I'm almost even jealous of. Like, she calls her sis, she talks to both of her sisters a couple times a week. They all have a family group text. So, like, they are all like a really close knit type group. So, even when one, like, this is happening, like, between your parents and you, like, the whole ripple of it was reaching out to everybody in the family. Yeah. Like, the whole family came together, and it, t- it was Liv's grandmother who talked to her parents, kind of talked some, a little bit of sense into them, or just, like... Oh, yeah, my grandma called my dad once and said, if you don't stop this, you're going to lose her. Like, basically, get your shit together. That's awesome. Go yeah. grandma. Go grandma. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. And what kind of stung was that everything's great now and I can get along with her family really well and it's not even faking it. Like, maybe I tone it back. I don't drop as many F-bombs or anything. <laughs> but at first, like, for them, like, they didn't like me, but it was not based off of anything about me at all. And that, like, really stung. Like, they yeah, didn't Yeah, it was want, just based off of some, like... It's based because I was a woman. Yeah. Dating their daughter. Yeah. I don't think it was personal, though. Right. Well, I guess I just you know, kind of. It's not that they didn't like it. you. They didn't want me dating a woman. Oh, a woman. Any woman. Yeah. And so it's really awesome now. And this is the petty part of me. It's so awesome to like think that like we have a great relationship. I think they really like us together, and they. I think they do really like me. And then to see them not like one of her other sisters. Stop. Person. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I'm just over here like. <laughs> So, and so now that you've been married two years, um, I mean, you went through a lot in the beginning of your relationship before you were even married. Um, but what are, so what are some of the things that you have learned from your relationship together? Is there a difference between not married and married? I think it depends on the people, honestly. I can't speak for anyone else. I think our relationship shifted after we got married. It was like, yeah, but 
because we thought the same thing. But it's kind of the same, but kind of Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's basically the same, but I think what just changed is our mindset. The solidity of marriage was almost like, in your brain, I feel like before there was always like a back option, a backdoor option that even though like never considered it, like I could just walk away from this argument or I could just, you know what, like if I decided I wanted to change my life completely like in this relationship and then go move somewhere else and do something, but like... With you better not. <laughs> no, I don't want to. But with marriage, you know, it changed the mindset of like, I can't walk away from this argument. We need to settle this. Or I can't. Like, I I was already like 98% in, but then with the whole, like, a marriage and it's a promise and like, like all the words and stuff you say on the wedding day, like, you know, you either, you don't remember it or you're just saying it to fill the void of what you're, the message you're supposed to say. But it's a slow, it's a promise that now it's like, oh yeah, like. Two years in, I'm like, yeah, all those things really do mean something. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, there are still words and things that um, were said that day that hold true, that really... So I think it's just a mindset that changes. But nothing literally actually changed. Like, we still live together in the house. Mm-hmm. Had, our life kind of feels the same. Our life's yeah, the same. The only thing that changed is we um, got a joint checking account, which... Hell yeah. <laughs> honestly made just everything easier to organize. Because <laughs> so... But not a lot changed, but something does. And I just think it's up here. It's, I'm pointing mm-hmm. to my head. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't think, like, <laughs> nothing, like, literally changes. Yeah. Like, around the house. Yeah. But it's that there is, so there is a mental shift there. And it wasn't even, like, so. a purposeful mental shift. It wasn't it like happened. I woke up and was like, I got to act married yeah. now. Like, I gotta, you know? I got to act married. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that. It was just, like. Fuck, I'm married. All right. Okay. <laughs> One thing that I told her this today, I was like, you know, I get annoyed because when people say, or when you tell people you're getting married and they say, oh, it's so much work. And, you know, it is, but it's also like so much fun. And I don't know why people don't say that more often. Oh. You know, it's like, yeah, it is work, but it's not hard and it's easy to do it with you. So. It's just so much fun. Like, I, why, know. I know. And the way people talk about it and they're like, all right, get ready for the ball and chain. Or like, oh, you're, well, you're not going to get to do anything you want to do anymore. It's like, how many people are living in like these weird, loveless, like chained marriage well, situations? I don't think loveless. I just think that. Or they just feel like they're limited because of their marriage. Yeah. Like, where's the joy in it? Yeah. They always say like, oh, well, get ready for, exactly. Like, what? No. It's the same as any relationship. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Our patience has grown and compromise is key. Yeah, that's literally one of the first things that I said is patience. Yeah. (laughs) Patience. And I think sometimes I have to remind myself that she's her own person. And I I feel bad that I have to remind myself of that. But um, that we're not always going to want to do the same things or do, you know, go to the same places or watch the same movies or whatever. And that's fine. And I think so many times relationships are glorified as this meeting of two identical people and they just fall in sync with each other. And and we're not identical in any means. We have very different tastes and likes. So she makes me cleaner, but I make her like not as worried about it, like a little bit more lived in. So like we... We're the just enough opposites, I feel like, where we make each other meet in the middle and stuff. Yeah, um, I think so too. But especially like we do not like the same music. We do not like the same movies. Like that sometimes like can be hard. Enough that overlap. We like enough that overlaps, but sometimes like we can enjoy a movie together. Right, but sometimes I need my Nick Cage blowing stuff up and my like deathcore metal. <laughs> I don't need I that. Don't need that. <laughs> and she doesn't need to go to a mosh pit or watch a movie with like God, a thousand no. swear words. Gosh, I'm just or now I'm just imagining you and me and Kyle in a mosh pit and live on the sidelines with her Kate Spade purse just being like <laughs> Can we go? I need a margarita. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's so funny. Like sometimes when I think about it, like sometimes I really think we are like exact opposites, but then we meet in the middle. On I think we have a lot that we are similar. What's something that you guys both really like? Home, home. We are homebodies. Or like, and we like our homes like the same way for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like that's what worked out. Like we both like a like our style and. Yeah, like our style and taste. She doesn't house. hate the gold stuff. 
It's, I, I mean, hope. I don't hate it either. It's pretty. I, I do it. have my cheesy moments when it comes to homes, but they're 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 not in here. They're they're not out. <laughs> so, patience and compromise. Patience and compromise. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I also I wrote um, controlling your emotions. Uh, and communication mm-hmm. because one of the things with one of our Kyle and I's biggest challenges is that my mental health is not fantastic. And so sometimes when I get into like a mood or like going through whatever I'm going through, it's very difficult for me to not just like project all of my emotions onto him because it's like when you're, when you're in a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. you're like, if you're in an, like you're in an argument, it's like, okay, I'm not just going to walk, like, I'm not just going to walk away from this. I'm going to try to work this out. Having to do, do that all the time sometimes with me when I'm, especially when I'm in school right now, I'm, I'm cool because I'm <laughs> on break. But when I'm in school, like I asked Kyle this the other day, I was like, are there are days where you're like, you just really want me to be done with school and you like hate the fact that I'm in school because it makes me so upset. He's like, yeah, there are some days where it's really <laughs> bad because grad school tries to wreck you. And so, yeah, that's one of the things that we deal with is me and my emotions during school. Yeah, but you guys seem like the same way in that like you are just enough opposites. Like he could stand to like share his emotions a little bit more I feel like Amen. or can you tell him that <laughs> like <laughs> that's I'll make him listen to this like yeah like I feel like he could probably share a little bit more but then he's that rock he is your like he is the bubbling babbling brook to your you know because he's always pretty calm pretty yeah. chill like so you've got that do you guys have that dynamic in your relationship I don't feel like I should always share as enough as I should, but it's gotten better. Like I've been talking to live more about like stuff going on with me, but I feel like I'm usually the one who's like the steady calm, you know? Oh yeah. I lose it sometimes, but yeah. I try to say when that's happening. Like if I get in a mood or I'm being really grumpy, I'll say I'm in a bad mood Yeah, and it's not you. And I'm sorry if I'm rude to you, but so I think that helps is just being upfront. Like it's nothing you did. I'm just having a day. So I think that that kind of communication is key in any relationship, but I think it's also very key in a relationship where you live together mm-hmm. because like that you're just constantly together and then right. like take it up another notch of like you're married. Do you think that you guys found yourself working on that kind of communication more once you were married or was it just something that you were like, our relationship is developing. So this stuff is something we're realizing, Oh, we need to work on this stuff. I'm sure it played into it. Yeah. I feel I like don't it know was, if you can separate the two. I f- um, feel like it was natural. It wasn't because of, I don't think it was because of marriage. Like I think like it wasn't like, Oh, we're married now. We got to work on this. It was like naturally like whenever something would come up be like, okay, I don't feel like you're communicating enough to me. Like then, mm-hmm doing it and that's always something we're always I feel like we're talking about like we keep working on is our communication yeah it was just natural like it would it was more natural literally in the way of like okay well you just had this weird meltdown and I had no idea you were even partly close to it how about you start filling me in a little bit sooner on these kinds of things has there been any other significant challenges that have come up since you guys have been together and since you guys have been married since we've been married, I mean, the past two years have been pretty great. Um, but there's there's been a lot of change and growth in our work life and us as individuals anyway. I don't know. It hasn't been, like, super hard. <laughs> but it hasn't been um, the easiest either, which is, I think, how it's supposed to be. Or it is for us, and that's fine. Nothing in the past two years has been, like, Holy crap, we can't get through this. I mean, there have been moments Obviously, that have been hard, like uh, when we rented a new house and we we're like, oh my gosh, are we going to pay the bills? And what about this job? And how am I going to get a job when I graduate grad school? And, <laughs> you know, it's those kind of stresses, but um, that's normal in any relationship. And we knew that we had each other and we've always made it work. And I think we always will. And so now we're going to talk about this because I'm very sad about it. You guys are about to move to a new city and what's even, and even more so Olivia is moving six months before you. That's kind of a huge chapter that's about to open up for you guys. How are you guys feeling going into that? 
Um, I'm feeling happy and excited for her. She's starting an awesome new job and it has uh, really great opportunities for her. And, you know, we'll be separated for six months. And I, I'm looking at it as something that will strengthen our relationship even more is what I'm hopeful for is that these six months apart will be a time for us to invest in ourselves and fill up our own cups so that we can love each other even more when we get back together in six months. So, yeah, we were really trying hard not to focus on that whole six months part. That in itself just sounds like a nightmare because it's like on one hand, you almost take somebody for granted because you live with them and they're right next to you all the time. Yeah. Um, to the point of like, I'll be the first to say it. I'm a needy bitch. I am codependent. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I still like my alone time in a normal scenario, but the idea of not having like my person around like physically and the idea of like basically not having my other half, like, so I know I said I didn't want to get into it, but like, that's what we're trying to like not think about or talk about. Cause we are both people who crave our work, our independence and our alone time. So we're going to just like throw ourselves into that. Mm-hmm. Um, really just like take advantage of the time apart. And again, yeah, it's a great opportunity. We want to, be where we're going and so it's a city that we want to get into so it's a great idea for me to be out there early and I can find our place and everything so we're really excited for that well and also too like not that it doesn't suck but it could be a lot worse and I I told you this before like my dad moved ahead of my mom more than once when we were kids and I thought god my mom you know had me and my sisters alone packed, you know, a two-story house with us and then moved. And I think that's um, really courageous. And if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we are here to help you, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Great. Call us when you need us. <laughs> we are um, packing duty. And so since, so since you are doing this move together and this new chapter is coming what are your goals as a couple moving into this new phase? And what are your individual mm-hmm. goals that you're in, like that you're going to be supporting each other in? Some of my goals, well, at least short term for the next six months is to take better care of myself, uh, exercise more and try and eat better. Cause I know I, f- I, f- I feel better when I do that, yeah. but it's, I think hard to do that with someone else. Sorry. No, I would, <laughs> Taylor and I were literally having this conversation earlier because it's not that I feel like it's not that you're holding me back in any way from any of these things, but you know, when I just want to hang out with you. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't want to just sit on the couch and talk to you and like watch a movie together. Yeah. Instead of, and you can't talk and run at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) It's not fun to go work out together. Yeah. Like every time I want to do something for myself, it's taking away from time that I could be spending with you. And I agree. Like I feel better when I'm eating better or like, I feel better about myself when I'm taking the time to exercise or do this. But then it's, you know, I'd come home and we just would go to bed and that's it. And then we'd wake up and leave. Like, we would only literally be sleeping together and not even in the fun way. <laughs> so and not even the fun way. <laughs> no. So just, I'm hopeful that over the next six months, like, we can independently find a routine and what works for us so that when we come back together in July, we can see where those meet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Later. Look, we have not even talked about our conversation. She said all of that earlier today. Oh, great. And we, we, yeah, I was about to say, and like, I have not talked to Liv about our conversation. And so, like, it's, yeah, yeah, we're on the She said literally all, like, almost to a T, all of that earlier today. (laughs) Well, I'm excited. I think it'll be a hard, but also a good time for both of us. Yeah. We'll just better ourselves. And if we're two better people, then that, it's like, obviously, then we'll just be a better couple than if we're better people. Like, I feel like when we get back together. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. If you go from regular to super, and then you do too, then we'd be a super couple instead of a regular couple. <laughs> super. So if you had one piece of advice to give to married couples, what would it be? I don't have any advice. <laughs> I've been married two years, so I feel like, um, I think we're figuring it out as we go, and we're trying to be kind to each other and you know I think that's the best advice is just be nice um and I I don't always do that I'm sorry but I try to be it's um, I try too yeah and I think 
sometimes when, you know, we are living side by side and we're in the day to day together, we take things for granted and, um, it's really special to be doing what we're doing and to have the life that we have. And I don't know, I guess try and remember that. Yeah. Like when you feel like you're getting bogged down the monotony, it's like, just imagine if you were going to, you know, leave for six months and then now every little moment is like really super fucking special. Kids, listen to your Aunt Olivia here. Um, Just remember that even though it might not mean or be a big deal to you, it might be to someone else. So even if you don't mind Mm. the dishes sitting in the sink for a couple Mm -hmm. days, somebody else might. Notice she said days. That's gross. And (laughs) just a little bit, not full sink, just like some. Um, So that's one thing that I, that'd be like my parting thing is like, it may not be a big deal to you, but it might be to your partner. And even if it's not to you, it's just respecting the fact that it's a big deal to somebody else. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that you have to flip over and be like, I can't stand dishes in the sink. It's just being understanding of that and trying to do it less. But then also being like, oh, I'm sorry. I know this doesn't mean a lot to me, but I know it does to you. So my bad that I keep doing that. I'll try to be better. Yeah. Aside from, you know, the challenges that you live went through with um, with your coming out, I think that pretty much everything you guys have said about being in a relationship, I feel like Kyle and I have gone through in one way or another. Because one of the things that I said about our goals as a couple was still figuring things out. Yeah. Because, like, there's just going to be – because, you know, you guys are moving, which is a huge new phase in your life. You And, I mean – Move uh, number two. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's true. And and I – my – our next – our big, like, new phase is coming when I graduate because it's literally just been, like, hell on earth. It's been great. I've learned so much, but – God, it's really hard. Um, So like finally getting out of grad school, things are going to change for me and Kyle a whole bunch. But all that to say, I think that you made it. It's great to hear that all the stuff, because it's nice to talk about these things with other couples because you sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm going through this thing. Is this normal? Like, are Mm -hmm. we not doing this right? Because it's like, you know, there's this idealistic way that you know you couples should be like oh there's like I, I was I think I said this on my episode with Kyle's like couple goals like oh yeah. you have matching shoes and like stupid stuff but like couple goals should really be like man we communicate really well together yeah. and like wow we're really good at you know doing things that are actually like you know enriching the relationship in a, an emotional way and yeah. communicating better. And so pretty much everything you guys have said is like exactly how I feel, which is great. And like, I'm glad to hear that. Um, well, it also shows that like we are normal, like we are a same sex couple, but we go through the same fights and like we still get mad at dishes. You know, it's like really normal. I and know. I let my clothes sit on the floor for too long after it. I'm basically <laughs> like, I know I don't like putting like gender types on things. Like I hate it when everybody's like, oh, who's the man of that relationship? Do people ask you that? Yes. And or the they either ask it or, or they just immediately go like, oh, you're you're the man of the relationship. They just assume it's me. I mean, they're right, but it doesn't mean that they get to just assume it <laughs> yeah. and say I'm a man. Like, I'm still a woman. Just because I take out the yeah. trash and, I, and I'm and i the kind of messy one around the house, it just shows that no matter what genders there are, there's always the same kind of dynamic in a relationship. And you're the best damn cat moms, aside from myself, that I've ever known. <laughs> Hell yeah. Aww. Raising two beautiful orange boys. I wouldn't say that. I say they oh, put up with us. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I'm so excited about this episode and I'm going to miss them so much. But again, it was really awesome to get to hang out with them. And I hope you guys liked the episode. And I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be, you know, some insight on married life or even more importantly, some insight on the LGBT community, which is a community that we support wholeheartedly. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. Like these two ladies that I love so much. (laughs) 
If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who Knows Pod, and we're also on Facebook at Who Knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day. We release a new episode. So if you want to send us a picture of your baby, my baby is sitting right here sleeping. He's so cute. Um, send us a picture, and we'll feature your pet uh, every day. We release a new episode. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, we can answer them on the show. Whoa, more things for you to be like, look, mom, I'm cool. Uh, so you can send us an email at podcastwhonows at gmail.com. If you want it to be even cooler, you can send us a voice memo and we'll play that. I would love to hear stories of other married people, you know, anything really. Send it to us and we will include it in the show. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And another great way to support us is to join us on the Patreon for as low as $1. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dinkovich. Edited and produced by Maria Ortel. Why am I so dramatic today? Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro music is Links by Software. Who knows who's out there, but I love you, and thanks for listening. There's the flower, and then there's the gardener. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know about You've that. You've never heard that? No. The flower and the gardener? Like, so you'd have-